You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Like I said, the Grizzlies are 2-1 and one since the last time we spoke, Jason. Um, we said there was a, a loss to the Kings, two wins against the Pelicans and the Knicks. Smith, what were your thoughts on the Grizzlies while you were? I know I know it was, uh, you know, NFL uh, is king on Thanksgiving Day, but while you were eating your turkey, your dressing, your mashed potatoes, your green bean casserole, uh, <laughs> we know that you your pumpkin and your pumpkin and your sweet potato pie. We know you had a little something, everything probably going on over the holidays. What were your thoughts about the Grizzlies uh, and how they looked last week since the last time we saw? Them? Well, it felt like I, I agree with you. It felt like they let one get away, you know, against Sacramento. They're late, had a chance, but and but after that game. You're a little more concerned, I think, than we have been saying. In the sense that it was mm-hmm. then one in five without without Bain. So so to so to be able to get these last two mm-hmm. wins, I'm with you. Real statement you made against the Pelicans. I thought, especially the way you won that game, to come back and you get that one, you get the one against the Knicks. You're feeling a lot better about where you've mm-hmm. been. You know where you are still again without Desmond Bain. So so right. so that's where I was at. Was saying was starting to get concerned. Team was one in five without him. Now, you know, the mark isn't much better at three and five, but you can tell yourself, okay, now, especially with Dylan and with Jaron, we said, you know, last episode going into this, that those two in particular were going to have to help fill the void offensively. Mm-hmm. And that, it, that couldn't just be all on a, on a, on a sub or a guy like John Conchar. And so that's what you've seen, you know, Jaron too. the, I know we'll get to him, but he's played well, not just defensively, but we've seen something, maybe a, a step from him offensively. Dylan, mm-hmm. particularly these last couple of games, you know, offensively, maybe not as efficient as you like, but he's been there in terms of production. So, you know, at, at a time where you could have convinced, where you could have convinced, been concerned, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, a couple of big guys have stepped up to go with Ja, and you've got yourself a nice two game streak at a time that you needed it. Uh, and, and real good, like you said, to do it against the Pelicans. Right. Uh, and something you said about guys speak, uh, stepping up. Um, a guy who's really surprised us this season, we talked about this a few weeks ago, a guy that I think his value is really understated on this team is Steven Adams. And we know he gets the rebounds. We know he gets in the way. We know he sets picks for Ja. But scoring points, man, he scored in double digits the last couple of games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure. I think he did it in the um, in the, the third game, in the first game this, since we talked. But I know in the last two, he's definitely had those, uh, those double-digit scoring games. It gets kind of frustrating because the free throws are a mess. It's almost like a turnover. I was talking to some of the fellas yesterday. I was like, man, these plays where we run actions to get Steven Adams going, if you foul him, man, it's just like punting the ball into the – you might as well just punt the ball into the crowd because it's just like a turnover, you know, when he goes to the – Well, you, and you had to take him out defensively late against because you're in a situation where they're going to foul. You can't afford right. to have him at right. the at the free right. throw line. Yeah, that, that part kills you, but, early, but getting him going early is really helping out. He gets a lot of touches around the basket, a lot of offensive rebounds. He's really helped this team. Um, over the last week or so uh, without Desmond Bain. Uh, John Conchar has been big as well, man. He's a guy that I give a lot of criticism to, but he's he's knocking down some big shots. 
rebounds. Uh, I think he's averaged double digits in both of the games. And if you think about it, this team that we're playing, the the, the way the, the version of us now, um, and when you're getting, you got Bain, John, and Jaron. I'm sorry. When you got Dylan, John, and Jaron, that's pretty much that same core you had a couple of years ago when you were a playoff team because Jitty, he's kind of playing that Grayson Allen role when, when Grayson Allen was a starter on his team. So this is still a high-value, high-quality team that we have on the court. And uh, they're showing it. They're they're getting they're hitting the groove, and uh, they're really playing some good basketball right now. And I think, like you look at it right now, they're twelve and eight, third in the West. Like I said or earlier in the show, you're in a good place to be, man. Uh, in, in spite of all the injuries we've had, guys being out, guys being sick, uh, injuries like, they've been crazy with us. Like Jaws out, Bane's out. As soon as you get Jaren back, you know Bane's out. That kind of stuff. With all that going on, you're a game and a half out of first in the West. And yep. only teams in front of you are the teams that you know got most of the hype. Um, Phoenix and Denver, uh, the Clippers aren't there. The Clippers are behind you. Um, you know the teams like Utah—they're coming back down to earth. Golden State Warriors—they falling off. Dallas has been disappointing. Um, the Grizzlies are right there in the hunt, right where you want to be, and you haven't even gotten full strength yet. And you—you you look at this month of December coming up, assuming you're going to get some guys back, and it can be some really good games ahead for the Grizzlies. Yeah, you know, I, I got to give you credit. We, you know, we we had talked about it, and you had said before the season you you expected this team to be yep. top four, and I think it did change nothing. when when you throw everything that they've seen at them with the number yep. of injuries, the number of guys it's affected. You know, to be sitting here third, just a game and a half out of the West, out of the first mm-hmm. place in the West. I think it's Phoenix uh, as of today. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it is a good spot. Plus. Oh, yeah. You feel pretty good about Bain that this isn't something gonna you know when it when it first gets out there reevaluated two to three weeks okay you you don't know exactly where that toe's gonna be at that point right. but certainly it was some good news to see him out there and to see that news out there that it feels like he's getting closer uh, to that but that that's the thing is that yeah that's what this whole year has been about saying it's trying to get all four of those guys on the yep. on the floor together and at each point this season when when one or two have been out seems like the other ones have stepped up so I, I I'll take twelve and eight through twenty. Uh, third place in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And something I'll kind of highlight from the game yesterday was we saw Jaron kind of struggle in the first half. The first the first few games that Jaron has came back against, he's played against teams that aren't really too physical, don't have a lot of big guys, a lot of strength in the post. And he's kind of had his way. He's had a lot of mismatches. But that New York team is tough as shit, man. They like, they'll foul you, they'll get physical with you. And you can see that it was looking like it might be a little bit too much for him with Hardenstein and uh, 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 um, you know, I'm bad with remembering names. I got all Randall, the Randall, Randall and, and the, big, the center for uh, New York. I can't think of his name, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Robbins is a beast, but with those guys, they were kind of giving Jaron some problems. But he started just in the second half, man, and finding other ways to score. And, um, like I give kudos to him for that for sure, because like I said, that Knicks team is, is strong, they're physical as shit, man. And for Jaron to, you know, kind of bounce back in the second half, I want to say he finished, yeah, he finished with 20 points again. Uh, knocking down some threes. He didn't get any blocks the, uh, last night. Uh, he's rebounding the ball better, it seems. Uh, yeah, like uh, shout, shout out to Jaron for that effort against New York. And shout out for John Conchar. We were joking about how uh, Dylan was was working super hard on defense trying to contain Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's a beast too, by the yeah. way. But uh, Darren, <laughs> Dylan was working super hard trying to contain Jalen Brunson, was getting cooked. He fouls out of the game. Next two possessions, Jalen Brunson uh, can't score on John Conchar. <laughs> so, 
So, I, I thought for, I thought for sure that one that that, thought, that yeah, man, was, was going to drop. So much he, luck at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was, was a little luck involved because yeah. he was on what do you have seventeen in the fourth. He was on yeah, absolute fire, he was going crazy in that fourth quarter. He was. Yeah, uh, but and you got to give it to Brooks some more. I know we'll we'll probably get to that, but uh, to go from you know De'Aaron at times to Zion, you know to to Brunson, I mean it just shows you his his versatility defensively yeah. at a he time had, where you're asking him to be more efficient, fall in line. Oh no. Now we need you to take more shots, be more fit with Bain mm-hmm. out. I mean, he's still giving you that, that first team right. is first team defense that you're getting from him on pretty much on a nightly basis. Cause he was giving Zion some real problems. Yes, yeah, man. Zion, like, real. If you look at the numbers, Zion was a 0 for 0 of 5 when Dylan was the primary defender. Yeah. And he got, um, he's going to have to probably get some minutes on car Anthony towns. Going to have to. Uh, they're probably going to throw him on towns a little bit uh, this week. Yeah, you got to give Dylan props, man. Like, there are some things, there are some things about Dylan that you know are going to happen. He's going to take some bad shots. He's going to have his hero ball moments. He's going to do his heat checks. He's going to do his Kobe Bryant esque uh, <laughs> pull up mid range shots, some fadeaways, and all these type of things. But you know he's going to give you that energy on defense. He's going to get in these guys' heads. He got uh, no. He didn't get Randall going. Who was it? He was talking crazy to. And uh, it might have been Brunson. I don't know. I saw fans are messing with him. And you could kind of tell early that Dylan was – this is going to be a Dylan game. He's going to mentally make – he's going to score a lot of loud points and make him play a lot of loud defense. What I mean by that is Dylan Brooks' two points, they're louder than other people's two points, man, because there's going to be some bravado to it. It's going to make some impact. It's going to get the crowd engaged and all those type of things. But, yeah, like I said, Dylan had a great game uh, the last couple of games. And man, I got I got to give him his props, man. When when Dylan does well, I'll be one of the first people that's gonna slam him. But I can't knock him now. When you got a guy who you know is gonna give that maximum effort on defense and gonna make guys work hard as hell to try to score on him, and he's capable of scoring twenty points in the game as well, I can't knock Dylan at all. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I hope he's rewarded for it this season. I, I hope he's finally <laughs> elevated into that. I hope that Dylan Brooks is finally elevated into that status of whether it's second team, first team, all defense, I think, mm-hmm. I think you know, especially with the versatility, I'll I'll go guard the other team's best player. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, no matter what position he's playing, I just I hope he gets that respect this year of the you know of the of his peers of the media. Hope he finally yeah. makes it official. You got one in Jaron. I think I think it's time that mm-hmm. the NBA sort of recognizes Dylan Brooks as that officially. Well, I think if, if certain things that we're predicting to kind of happen, I think both of us are kind of predicting the Grizzlies to go on a, a crazy-ass run, maybe, when you got all four of your big all four. Them. And mm-hmm. so when you get when you get that roster who's only played 11 games together in the last two years of Steven Adams, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bay, and Jaron Jackson Jr., I think once you get that lineup together, I think this team is going to make an incredible run. And I think if that run happens – certain things are going to have to happen to make that run be what it is. If, if the Grizzlies are going to be one of the better teams and not only the Western Conference, but in the NBA this season, that's going to include Jaron Jackson Jr. looking like a defensive player of the year and Dylan Brooks probably looking like a first or a second team all-defensive guy. Just like last year when Boston was going crazy and their defense was phenomenal. 
Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, you know, was looking like, um, you know, your your defensive player of the year, along with Williams, who was also a guy. That, those two guys were both candidates for defensive player of the year. So I think it could be something similar, kind of like the year that Mike Conley, uh, Tony Allen, and Marcus all were all named to, you know, all defensive teams. I can see it definitely being a situation like that for sure. But Dylan deserves it, man, because he won't be the first guy. Because there are a lot of people who think that Dylan's stuff on defense is all bravado. Like, it's all just no. like him barking and it's all mental stuff. And he's not really the best defender, the most disciplined defender. There are like a lot of numbers on suggest saying he's a good defender. There, there have been plenty of guys that have got there just on reputation alone. And so I would not be – I wouldn't feel any type of way if Dylan made a, um all-defensive team, for sure. But, yeah, um, something else I wanted to talk about just from the games we saw in the past um, that we've already – happened this week is um just more like on Steven Adams play like you said he um I, the, the free throws are a real problem you know you know you're going to get those problems with him but if he's a guy that gives Jod that option to not only get all the way to the basket but to dump the ball off to him for the easy two points that's a good way to start off your game when teams have to adjust to that and then you saw Jod yesterday the floater was dropping he had a Jod had a slow second half Finished the game with a 27-point triple-double. He don't think I think he only had like eight at the half or something like that. If you can find other ways to open things up with a guy like Steven Adams, you know, you're, you're talking about you're really making things a lot easier for everybody on the court yeah. for sure. I, I'm with, there are opportunities for him. I, can, I I believe it was the Knicks saying I want, I, I, they, they ran together a little bit with the Friday and the Sunday, but where, you know, you know Steven Adams, a lot of times he's looking for that tap-out offensive rebound, whatever else, but mm-hmm. – think it was the Knicks where he does the nice little quick after getting the – he does the nice little scoop shot, the nice little reverse, right. and gets a nice little bucket. It feels like there are those opportunities yeah, Easy him. buckets you can easy get. Easy yeah. ones like that to get out. more yeah. of, right, more mm-hmm. there at a time, like we said with Bain out, that you could use it right now. So, yeah. not, not the, the free throw issue, I, I, last I looked it was at 23%. I mean, it, you know, for, for what it is, <laughs> it, it's as – it's as we everybody That's keeps so saying it's not hack-a-shack. It almost is. It essentially is. He just ain't Shaq. But it, it's gotten to a point where it's that bad that, you know, there are going to be times, like, again, at the end of that next game, you can't even have him on the floor, on the floor yeah. uh, because they're going to they're gonna look to foul him, obviously, when that game mm-hmm. flips. So um, I wish there was something he could do about that right now in, in season, in run. Doubt there's mm-hmm. going to be. You're going to have to put up that. But for the most part, he he's he's picked it up offensively. And, of course, he's freeing up that lane for Ja when, when Ja needs it open mm-hmm. to go close. Are you concerned about Tyus Jones at all? Because numbers came out today showing like two man combinations, like overall net, you know, averages and those type of things. And I'm not. I, I want to say I'll judge that when things settle down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you get Bane back in there, right? right. Ty Bane and Ja at a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Tyus is coming off the bench, leading that second unit. Let's see what it looks like. Looks like then. I, I don't. Right. I don't worry so much about the combinations. Um, Ty is a pro, man. He, he, mm-hmm. he got, you know, he, he, he earned that money. And the one thing about it, if he's a, uh, he usually comes back down and finds that, that sort of, I don't know, that straight line. So I, I, right. You know, for, for, for a team that, you know, what, do, what are you, what are you asking for from your backup point guard? Well, when Ja goes down that that's when I want more from you. That's when I got right. more of the magnifying glass on you. I'm not so much worried about the combinations right now, because again, saying what I'm trying to learn about are the four you mentioned. But just just like Milwaukee got to a point where it learned, okay, we need to make a move 
go add to this, go get Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. Boston gets to a point last season, learns about itself. Hell, we're turning the ball over like crazy. We need a ball handler when mm -hmm. when, when it's time. Uh, and, and, and Boston learns it in the finals, goes and gets a Malcolm Brogdon. My, mm -hmm. my hope for this season and why it can be so valuable is if you can get those guys on the floor, give yourself a chance as a contender to go, more, more importantly, learn about yourself. If it's mm -hmm. not going to be a title, it's still being that. And, hey, right. do we have to have Dylan Brooks? Oh, no, no, no. It's got to be another another guy that's going to be more efficient in the hole that we ask for but can also defend. You'll mm -hmm. find that out about yourself, it feels like, this season mm -hmm. once they get them on the floor in a year where, oh, by the way, you looks like you're going to be, as you said, a top four seed, a contender. Right. So while getting to take a shot, you're hopefully finding out, all right, this is the the kind of move we got to make. So saying like we said, your chips ain't all in like Minnesota's or somebody else that's already gone and made a move and maybe probably made yourself worse. You yep. get to learn about yourself now, and you know with all your chips still, you're you're right in front of you. And and hopefully again soon, you're going to have them all out there. Mm -hmm. we, we'll find out what this team could be. Again, I'm talking mostly playoffs, but that's you know that that's that's the hope, mm -hmm. man, for me is to is to learn about whether or not what these four guys in particular can do together. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff statistically tells me that I should be worried about tires. Like you said, I'm, I look at history as well as is is statistics, man. He's a guy like you said. He's a pro. He's a gamer. We've seen him like going stretches where he comes down and he's making four or five straight floaters in a way in a, in a row. Um, we just know tires can ball. And something about tires too, that a lot of people are kind of saying is that. Last year, Tyus was on the court with, you know, the DeAnthony Meltons, the Kyle Andersons, uh, Brandon Clark, uh, a good or a better Xavier Tillman, you know, at times. He's got a lot of rookies out there he's playing no with. Doubt. Man. He's, no he's, doubt. Like, he's like a substitute teacher with, with a, with a uh, class full of bad kids right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of players who are still trying to learn the games, and he doesn't really know their spots. They don't really know him. And he's not playing with some of the better some of the better lineups. And the jaw, the combination with him and, and Ja together just isn't as magical as it's been in the past. I don't really know that's because of him, because of Tyus. So it just, you know, shots aren't falling this year like they were. Because a lot of stuff, a lot of the good stuff last year was based on guys just making shots right. between that when that lineup was on the court. So um but the more you have Bain and Dylan Brooks available, it brings those other guys back. It brings the less it, it matters what yeah. what I, the, the less you're going to need yeah, the exactly. Tyus and Jaw combination. Great point. Yeah, it's you're, just, it's, you're just not going to need it. I was it's, having a conversation too because there are a lot of people who are kind of stressing out about the whole Dylan Brooks thing. Like, well, man, you know, I'm still kind of shell shocked from how Dylan fell apart in in the playoffs last year. And I was like, I was like, man, when Dylan, when Dylan, when, when he fell apart in the playoffs. He started playing hero ball in a game where Ja was out and Desmond Bain had a broken back. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't knock Dylan for having that mentality. And even though it didn't work, he looked ridiculous trying to be play a hero or whatever. But I don't I don't knock him for having that mentality. If Ja, Jaron, and Bain are good and they're cooking the way they're they're doing things, I'm not worried about Dylan. Dylan's not gonna, he's not gonna those guys are too good for him to mess up the pecking order. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, not he's not a madman, bro. He is. But he ain't, you know what I mean? He's crazy as shit. I mean, we all know that, but I'm not worried about Dylan like that. Cause like you said, it's gonna come down to how good those those three guys are. And if those guys are playing the way they're playing, Dylan's not gonna have any choice about to fall in the line.